If your family's like mine, the holidays are a time of love, sharing, and folks getting together. This can be a fun, refreshing, rewarding time, but it can also be a season of a lot of stress. A few hours into a certain family member's visit, you're reminded why you don't spend so much time with that person anymore. The snide comments, rivalry, and the conflict can become sometimes just a little bit much. Each family's different, but I encourage you to expect conflict. But remember, love has a way of turning even our worst enemies into friends. If things get heated, keep a cool head. Even if you have the right to snap back, remember, a soft answer turns away wrath. We will all have our moments, but I'm confident that you have what it takes to turn this holiday into something special. You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. Today, we will hear a classic message that we believe will be a blessing to you. Our goal is to teach God's Word in a way that compels you to live a life that overflows and blesses others. Let's get started. Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 2 and verse 1. And as you turn, I'm going to pray for you. Father, I thank you for those you brought into this room today, those by live streaming, those that were here by other means, Lord. I pray, Lord, that uh, everything that would block the hearing of your word would be removed. And our souls would be quieted so we can hear what thus saith the Lord this Christmas morning. In Jesus' name we pray and we all say, Amen. Amen. Again, Matthew chapter 2 and verse 1. By the way, how many of you have your Bible challenge little bracelet? Okay, good, good. I'd like to see more of you uh, grab hold of that. We're going to go through the Bible as a church next year. It's going to be one of the most exciting things in your spiritual journey that you could, could ever experience. I have never uh, met anyone that hadn't read through the scripture and been changed. So uh, uh, it's going to be marvelous. Chapter 2 and verse 1. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Bethlehem literally is, uh, it means the, the house of bread. It was about uh, six miles just south of, of Jerusalem, of Judea, meaning, uh, uh, well, it, it gives you an indication that he was from the tribe of Judah. That's where Judea comes from. And his, his people were from that area. Then it says, in the days of Herod the king. Now, this mention of Herod the king is, is, is the first mention of a Herod in the Bible. Uh, actually, after his death, he'd be called Herod the Great. And this man was incredibly insecure, incredibly uh, cruel, and just, just, just the worst type of man that you might ever really want to meet. You know, and this is not just brought out in Scripture. The historian Josephus tells us that this, this Herod the Great actually murdered his favorite wife. He had ten wives, yeah, and he mur- murdered one called Miriam. He, she was the most beautiful, the, the, his favorite wife. He killed her. He also killed three of his own sons. How many of you know if you could kill a wife and a son, you know, there's nothing off limits for you. Then after that, he killed his mother-in-law. Don't you, don't you say, don't. 
<laughs> then he drowned a high priest. I mean, this is, this is a holy high priest. He literally drowned him. He killed several uncles. Yeah, I know. Don't again. Just shh. And some cousins. He was an ancient Scarface, if you will. This was the mentality of Herod. So it says, Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. These were men that were probably influenced by the prophet Daniel, who was a, a major government leader in Babylon and the Persian Empire. And they came at the height of Herod's paranoid reign. And in this moment, they intentionally traveled into harm's way. But watch what they were saying. Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? Now, it had been prophesied in the book of uh, Enoch, which we typically do not read. It's not part of our canon, but it is a book that tells you a lot about the thinking of a couple centuries before Christ, and there were some prophecies in that book that very well could be uh, from the Lord. And, uh, you know, this book was read by many Jews and many mystics from, from all around the world. And in that book, it stated that the Messiah would come 77 generations after Adam. So my guess is the wise men probably counted, and they counted from Adam, you know, through Seth, etc., down the line. And they realized that they were at the 76th generation, and they began to seek God about the coming Jewish Messiah. And amazingly, God responded to these Gentiles, or heathens if you would call them, with a, a sign. And the Bible says this, for we have seen his star in the east. Now, this is important because the birth of Jesus was not just for the Jew. It was for the entire globe. So God is trying to say something, even at the birth of Jesus Christ, that it would not be just Jewish people that would come and worship him. It would actually be people that would come from the nations, people from the east, the north, the south, and the west would worship him. But sadly, his own would ignore him. How many of you ever heard the statement, familiarity breeds contempt? Actually, it's in the Bible. Let's take a look at it. Mark chapter 6 and verse 4. And we got to be careful about this. Jesus said this, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, among his own kin, and in his own house, meaning everybody else will celebrate you except sometimes those that are closest. And you got to be careful not to take for granted opportunities that some other folk could only dream of, they can only pray for. So appreciate what you have before it becomes what you had. That's important. That's important. Matthew 2 and 2. For we, the most unlikely, mixed religious pedigree, have seen his star in the east and have come a long distance to worship him. Don't let people from far away see more than you do up close. It's amazing how your ex never seems so attractive until you meet them happy with somebody new. And it's just amazing how, how, how we, we just tend to take things that are close for granted. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. 
Herod now had no regard for God's redemptive plan. His only concern here was keeping his job. You know, sometimes we have to learn to get out of our own way. We have to learn to take a step back and look at the bigger picture. So, you know, immediately, you know, Herod gets into his feelings. He's not thinking, you know what, this Savior is going to pack the whole globe. He just thinks about his particular job, his particular situation. Then it says, in all Jerusalem with him. Now, the citizenry knew the king very, very well. They, they knew any perceived threat he would he respond to violently. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he inquired of them. He said, well, where is this Christ to be born? Now, now, here's the type of man he was. Now, Herod, he built the temple, which was the most, it was one of the ancient wonders of the world, the, the Jerusalem temple. It was beautiful. I mean, the, the, when the light hit it, I mean, the, the, it would just light up the desert because it would hit that, that uh, gold that was on its trim and the, the white uh, brick. It was, it was just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. But Herod was, was the type of God, that kind of guy that, that worshiped, you know, whatever God was expedient. So, you know, if, if, if worshiping the God of the Bible, you know, uh, furthered his purpose is good. If emperor worship was something that would further his ambition, you know, that was fine. As long as it personally benefited him, he was available for the cause. It's vital that we become seekers of truth and not just weighers of benefits. So they said to him, well, he's going to be born in Bethlehem of Judea. For thus it is written by the prophet Micah. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler whose shepherd, or who will shepherd my what? People. Now, this is important. The fact that the religious leaders knew where Jesus would be born begs the question. Why didn't they themselves go to Bethlehem? What I've learned is self-preservation is the first law of nature. You've probably heard that said before. It's also the first law of cowardice. Despite their knowledge, they put their peace with Herod above their desire to honor their God. And sometimes worshiping and honoring God is going to put you at odds with some of the folks around you. But you have to learn to make a righteous decision. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the, tar, the star had appeared. Now, those of us that know this, this story, this, this narrative, we know that this information, he, he wasn't looking for it to go worship Jesus. He was really trying to destroy Jesus. And by the way, everyone's not looking for Jesus for the same reason. And he sent to Bethlehem and he said, go and search carefully for the young child. And when you found him, bring back word to me, watch this, that I may come and what? Worship him also. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Again, a few verses, he's going to kill every child, every firstborn child in all of Bethlehem because he wanted to eliminate the chance that someone might one day rise up and challenge his job. And here's something that it took me a little time to learn. Don't, don't get upset by people who are threatened by you. The fact that they're threatened by you is, is an indication that they somehow think you might be better than them. And here's the deal. If you hate them back, you prove them wrong. Let me, let me say it a little bit better. 
Don't wrestle in the mud with pigs because you both get dirty and only the pig will enjoy it. You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. Remember, you can access this teaching and more for free at gracechurchva.org. Amazon has a creative way for you or your business to support our ministry. It won't cost you anything extra, and it's part of your normal routine. It's Amazon Smile. The prices, selection, and shopping experience are all the same. But when you go to smile.amazon.com first, instead of just amazon.com, Amazon donates a percentage to your favorite cause, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. It's amazing. So go to smile.amazon.com, search for Grace Church. Church Dumfries, select us as your charity, then shop as normal. It's free, easy, and helps Grace Church and Derek Greer Ministries continue to reach those in need. Click smile.amazon.com today and check it out. Also, military and federal employees, remember you can make a difference and donate through the CFC. Our CFC number is 35614. That's 35614. Let's get back to today's message. Verse 9, I'm going to be quick this morning. When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before him, or before them. This was probably a star that only the, the Magi could see. Otherwise, Herod's men would have followed the star and found the baby child, or the baby Jesus, themselves. And here's something we discover about God. He wants to show you a star only you can see. That your enemies, they have no idea what the Lord is showing you and how he is leading. And it's all a wonder and a mystery to those on the outside. And they followed it till it came and stood over where the young child was. This was like kind of Follow, ever been in a snowstorm, a blizzard, driving? Yeah, just a few. Well, I, I've been in a number of them. And I, I bet this was a little bit like following the lights on the back of a snowplow until it stopped. You have to learn to find your star and follow your star wherever it might lead you. Until it stops. I mean, till the day I die, I intend to keep following my star. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. Everybody may not see your star. Only you see that star. A lot of people could not imagine I could ever get to wherever the Lord has brought me today because they could. But God showed me. And God's not trying to run your life by committee. He'll show you the star, and you have to make the choice to leave where you are and begin to follow it to where he wants you to go. And when they saw the what? Star. This is important. When when you look at both passages together, we discover that they must have lost sight of the star at some point because they followed the star to Herod, but then it says when they had saw the star, they could almost say again. So my guess is when they got to Herod, Somehow the star disappeared. Here's something I know. Sharing your vision with the wrong people can put out your light. Yeah, it will will do it. 
Verse 10. And when they saw the star again, because they lost it for a minute. How many ever lost it for a minute? Yeah. They rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. We will all make mistakes along the way. But if you get back on the path, God will continue to light your way. And when they had come into the house, after months of travel, dangers, toils, and snares, they finally got there. But church, you will only get there if you keep going. The Bible says, at this moment, they saw. They didn't read about, hear about, or even see pictures of. They saw the young child. The only way you're going to see it is if you take the risk to go out and do it. We will never discover God's will until we take the first step to go after it. And these wise men, they didn't have all their doctrine right. Spiritually, they were a little bit mixed up. They would lay out intestines to try to divine the will of the gods. But still, with the little revelation they had, they began to pursue the God of, and the creator of the ends of the earth. And he met them in spite of where their heads were at. And God, likewise, if you be faithful with the little light you have, God will meet you there and he will use that and grow it until you can see a, a more full orb picture of your Savior, your Messiah, your Jesus. He said, they saw the, the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. By the way, not Mary, but him. It's important. And when they had opened their treasures, when you truly see Jesus for yourself, it's only natural to want to share everything valuable in your life with him. They said when they saw him, they presented gifts. I don't get mad at folks that don't want to worship. They want to give praise and, and they don't want to give or whatever it is. I don't really get mad. The issue is they haven't seen him yet. Because if they, if they really saw him, they really knew him, they couldn't help but give them their very, very best. Instead, I feel sorry. So they presented gifts to him, gold. Now, gold was listed first because it was a typical gift given to a king. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Then it says the, the second gift was frankincense. And all these gifts have meaning, otherwise they'd not be recorded in the text. The Bible just doesn't have room to just record everything. It only records that which is meaningful. And frankincense was, was burned by priests. Why? Because he would become the great high priest. And then it says, the last gift's a little odd. Now, all of these gifts were super expensive. Matter of fact, myrrh and frankincense were sometimes more expensive in the open market than gold itself. That's how rare and how precious it was. But myrrh was used as embalming fluid or embalming or for embalming better at funerals. Why? Because Jesus was born to die. The lamb of God that would be slain to take away the sin of the world. Now, 
this morning, you may not be like these wise men. You, 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 you may not be able to bring Jesus gifts of this particular magnitude. But this morning, I want to comfort you and say, you know what? That's okay. How many of you ever watched The Little Drummer Boy as a kid? Yeah, that and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer were my favorites as a little boy. Well, in case you're from the newer generation and you missed all the good stuff, Well, the little drummer boy is a cartoon and, and, and also a song about a little boy who, who came to worship or to see this baby. And when, when he came, he saw all the wise men open up their gifts. He saw the gold, the frankincense, the myrrh. And then he looked at himself and wondered what might he give? The king. Now today you may not have bags of gold. You may not have the sweet smelling frankincense and the myrrh. But I want to read you some lyrics and my hope is the song becomes a song of your heart this Christmas day. Here's the drummer boy. He has a drum. He's poor. And he sees the baby. He said, come, they told me, pa-rumpa-bum-bum, a newborn king to see, pa-rumpa-bum-bum, our finest gifts we bring, pa-rumpa-bum-bum, rumpa-bum-bum, rumpa-bum-bum, little baby, pa-rumpa-bum-bum, I am a poor boy too. Pa-rumpa-bum-bum. I have no gift to bring. Pa-rumpa-bum-bum. That's fit to give, my king. Pa-rumpa-bum-bum. Rumpa-bum-bum. Rumpa-bum-bum. Then he smiled at me. Pa-rumpa-bum-bum. The ox and the lamb kept time. Pa-rumpa-bum-bum. I played my drum for him. Pa-rumpa-pum-pum. Watch this. I played my best for him. Pa-rumpa-pum-pum. Rumpa-pum-pum. Rumpa-pum-pum. Me and my drum. Me and my drum. Me and my drum. This morning... All you may have is your drum. You don't have the splendid lives. No one calls you a wise man. You don't have an entourage. But all you have is your little drum. This has been a classic edition of the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer, pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Our prayer is that this teaching from God's Word strengthens and inspires you to live a life bigger than yourself. So remember, you can access this message and much more for free at gracechurchva.org. And we also invite you to join the Grace Church family for service online by connecting on our website or on YouTube at GraceChurchVATV. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, you have what it takes to live big.
If your family's like mine, the holidays are a time of love, sharing, and folks getting together. This can be a fun, refreshing, rewarding time, but it can also be a season of a lot of stress. A few hours into a certain family member's visit, you're reminded why you don't spend so much time with that person anymore. The snide comments, rivalry, and the conflict can become sometimes just a little bit much. Each family's different, but I encourage you to expect conflict. But remember, love has a way of turning even our worst enemies into friends. If things get heated, keep a cool head. Even if you have the right to snap back, remember, a soft answer turns away wrath. We will all have our moments, but I'm confident that you have what it takes to turn this holiday into something special. Amazon has a creative way for you or your business to support our ministry. It won't cost you anything extra, and it's part of your normal routine. It's Amazon Smile. The prices, selection, and shopping experience are all the same. But when you go to smile.amazon.com first, instead of just amazon.com, Amazon donates a percentage to your favorite cause, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. It's amazing. So go to smile.amazon.com, search for Grace Church, Dumfries, select us as your charity, then shop as normal. It's free, easy, and helps Grace Church and Derek Greer Ministries continue to reach those in need. Click smile.amazon.com today and check it out. Also, military and federal employees, remember you can make a difference and donate through the CFC. Our CFC number is 35614. That's 35614. Hello, this is Bishop Derek Greer of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. From the Grace Church family, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. No matter where you are, find a local church and remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. 